You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So our sages teach us, why was the place where they fought with Amalek called Rafidim? Shirafu Yedehem Minhatora. That their hands became weakened, became, um, what's a good word? Um, they, they kind of loose, loosed their hands Listless. from Listless. the Torah. What? Listless. Listless. Okay, good. So the Jewish people were in Rafidim, and they didn't take the Torah so seriously, they didn't hold on to the Torah, they didn't do anything with the Torah, and so what happened? Amalek came. Asks the Svasemis a question which almost nobody asks, and everyone should ask. But Yesh I don't understand. They hadn't yet received the Torah at that point. Amalek comes before the Torah is given. So how can we say Amalek came because the Jewish people were careless and, uh, um, uh, um, and not taking following the Torah? Very simple question, but a very strong question. The answer is an important answer for all of us, again, before we even get to Yom Tov, for this week. Shemitzias Mitzrayim Ad Kabbalah Satorah from when we left Egypt until the Torah is re- received on Shavuos, that is a time, that is a time to prepare for the receiving of the Torah. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of counting 50 days. I don't know if I can stress this enough. I don't know how to s- teach this idea. I think a lot of people go, okay, I'm preparing. You told me I have to prepare for Kabbalah Satorah. I'm preparing. What does that mean? I'm going to count and wait for the Torah to come on Shavuos. What are you doing to prepare? Preparing for Shavuos is a very difficult and long process. Who, who's actually preparing? What are we doing to prepare? Where does the preparation happen? The answer is Every person has to open up a place, prepare a place in your heart to receive the Torah. Every person needs to work internally to receive the Torah. And this is called a hand. You have to make a hand for yourself to receive the Torah. So I'm going to put the question back out to you because... I'm not sure if I have enough words to properly give this over. Again, this is such a hard concept, because everyone goes, yeah, of course I'm getting ready for Shavuos. I'm waiting, I'm excited, the Torah is coming, what are you actually doing? So why would we call the place that you're preparing to receive the Torah, why would we call that a hand? And don't just say because the hand receives things, I get that. But how is a place in your heart called a hand? So what do you think? 
when we were talking about the hand, I don't know if this is even answering your question, but I thought of like when Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was like, you know, when the, the people were fighting. And they See, were he, he's going to make that connection. He's going to, very good. He's going to make that well, connection I soon. Can read ahead. Right. <laughs> but, but that's very good. But that doesn't answer the question. Because okay. yeah, the question is, how is a place, because he's going to say, and that's why Moshe lifts his hands and good, very good. But um, r- rather than prove the connection, what does it actually mean that that place in your heart is you creating a hand within yourself? Well, you say like Okay, very good. So that's a really good connection, which is we say It's a tree of life for those who grasp onto it. So you're not quite answering the question in what does it mean, but you're giving us some direction that we're supposed to hold on to the Torah, and holding on is done by the hand. But what does that actually mean? That you're, Why would we call it a hand? I, I hear you make space in your heart for something, that means you're allowing something to come to you. But a hand... It's a readiness to embrace it. But how do you have a hand in your heart? Because uh, it's in your heart, so just call it a space in the heart. Why call it a hand? Maybe because you open your heart So it's kind of you open your hands, you open your heart. Not exactly, I mean, this is a metaphoric Yes, yes. So, uh, the uh, challenge at turning what you're thinking into the words, that's the one that I, I'm facing. Cause I'm, I, but I think that is the answer, which is what I noticed was you made this gesture, you put your hands out to receive. Who's putting their hands out? It's the heart that's put, meaning your brain can control your hands and then your heart can control your, your hands. When your brain controls your hands, you are taking. When your heart controls your hands, you are receiving. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it looks different. Almost like when your brain controls your hand, your hand faces downward. Again, there's the giving, which is a whole different process. Because there's two types of giving. You can, you can give to someone, and you can hold it out so someone can take. But when you are taking, there's two ways to take. Your brain, which takes, so it's, it, that's done technically. So you take, but your hand faces downward. When your heart takes, that's an emotional openness to receive. So your hand goes out like this. That's the gesture that you make towards a child or someone who needs your, your support, that's the hands of the heart. So we have two ways of receiving the Torah. You can take the Torah or you can receive the Torah with your heart. How do you get yourself to that place? That's a challenge. Embracing altogether is... Well, well, well that's the next step. That's the next step. On Shavuos, you actually put your... But the question is, how are you putting your hands out to receive the Torah this Shavuos? You cannot just show up on Shavuos and be emotionally connected to the process of receiving. It doesn't work. I don't, I don't remember where I read it, but I learned somewhere that the best way to receive the Torah is with your 
your heart and your mind. So this may, maybe this is the combination of the heart and mind. We open our heart and then we also physically we receive everything with hand and the brain controls the hand, as you just said. Right, right. So I, I think that you... I, I, the question is, which comes first, the heart or the mind? You're absolutely right. You need the brain, because without the brain, you can't study Torah, right? But it, the receiving of the Torah has to be an emotional experience. And that is why, as we'll see, he doesn't quite get into this, but he is going to say this, and I'm going um, to wait for him to do it. This is why the seven times seven, chesed through chesed, those, those are chesed and gevurah, the right hand, left hand, teferis is the torso, netzach and ho, the right leg, the left leg, yesod and malchus are, are the bris. They're all from the neck down. You're only working during these seven days on the heart and the emotions. We don't work on the brain. And there's too many people working on the brain to receive the Torah, meaning I'm going to prepare myself for studying and planning what I'm going to learn. And what we're supposed to be doing right now during this week is getting ourselves into the proper emotional state of being a Jew and being a Torah Jew. When you, uh, in body language, if you're talking to somebody and you're like this, no offense to you too, but it, it, it means that you're a little bit closed off. When you're, when you're open-handed, it means you're open to that person, that idea. It's open-handed. It's, it's a... Uh, no, no, you're absolutely right. But and specifically, the open-handed which comes from the heart, as opposed to you can have the same thing with the brain, right? I'm wondering if there's some connection, too, with the fact that the heart takes in blood and distributes it through the whole body, which is all, you know, so I'm wondering if there's a result coming. If you take in with your heart, it goes Right. Well, yeah, yeah. You you could create a connection like that, but it it is interesting, kabbalistically speaking. um, The question is, um, what's the proper position for the hands? Because the hands can actually go very, very low when at rest, and they can be higher than any part of the body when lifted. But when put straight across, they're about the same height as the heart. So they can go above the brain, across the heart, or below any of the other midos. Why is a chamsa an open hand? That's got to be connected. It's mm, too much with the hand to co- cover every aspect of the hand. But that's not a receiving hand. That is not a receiving hand at all. That's what I meant. Yeah, but it's not receiving. Okay. Right. Okay. So he says, mm-hmm. So it says that when the, the Jewish people were to prepare for the opening of the Mishkan, it was called for seven days... Shivas Yimei Miluim, the seven days of filling their hands. Filling your hands is preparation. A person has to fix himself. Because you know what your hand is? Your hand is your power, your strength, and all your potential. You know what potential is called in the holy language? Potential. Koach. We translate koach as strength, but also means, koach also means that which is within your strength to do. So koach is in the hands. This is why it's a, we, we know um, how many parts are there in your fingers. So there's three, yeah, there's three in these four fingers. 
Right? Three times four is twelve. And then you add the two of the thumb, and you have fourteen. That's why it's yeah. called a yad, your dalad. Each hand is fourteen parts. But when you put both hands together, what do you get? Twenty-eight, <laughs> which is koach. Uh, this is this is why. So usually we say it's because all your strength is in your hands. That's why the hand is called yad to yad, and two yads are called koach. But koach also means potential because it's your hands that will open themselves up to receive whatever needs to receive. Yasha koach is a double entendre. You should have the potential. Well, yasha means to strengthen. So, so Yasha Kochacha, your strength should be, your power should, should be, be strength. Yes. So, when you open your hearts and make your hearts available through your hands, then comes down the support from heaven, above nature, that's the eighth level. Eight is where you go above the neck. You go past the seven, into the brain. That's not your job right now. You don't need to work on your brain. You need to work on your hearts and your emotions. And then on Shavuos, you will receive the information, which is the brain that will now sit on top of the seven times seven that you've been working on. This is why first you put on the tefillin on your arm. The tefillin on your arm represents the hand that's willing to receive, and then comes the tefillin of the rosh, the tefillin of the head. These seven weeks, when you are fixing the midos, your attributes, you're not fixing your studying, you're fixing your humanity, the vessel that's doing the studying. Ki Torah aruka mi the Torah is beyond measure. Everyone's got to figure out. We've all got issues when it comes to receiving the Torah. You have to make yourself a better vessel to receive the Torah. Everyone needs to spend this time working on their potential. As the Mishnah tells us, prepare yourself to study Torah. That is your war with Amalek. Now remember we talked about this Purim time where he made everything about the war with Amalek. Everyone has their personal Amalek. Amalek is not fighting you in your head. Amalek is fighting you in your emotions, in your attributes. He makes you stubborn. He makes you stingy. He makes you um, imbalanced. He makes you lazy. Everyone, he touches those buttons that you need. And that is your personal, private, tailor-made Amalek that you feed every day with all the junk that you give it. And these are the seven weeks we're supposed to sort through. My chesed should be chesed, my gevura should be chesed, my tiferes should be yesod. Each day we work through a different aspect of us, hoping to catch those amaleks. And that's why Yitzchak says to Yaakov, Yes? Yeah, sorry to interrupt. What's the difference then between Amalek and Yitzhak? Um... Yetzirah is your evil inclination. That's a general concept. Amalek is the force which channels your personal Yetzirah, and he's the tailor. Yetzirah is the is the fabric, and the Amalek is the tailor. 
Let's go with that. So, so he says, Yitzchak says to Yaakov, Hakol kol Yaakov, I hear the voice of Yaakov. Meaning, where does the voice come from? The voice comes out the mouth. Where does the voice originate from? Oh, where's the voice? Just practically speak, where does it originate from? From your lungs. So it channels down this connection from in here to out here. That sounds great. But you know what can get in the way? Yitzchak says, but the hands. Yudei Esav. The Kiyat Torah in the depths of the Torah, in the brain. Ein lo achiza. Esav can't touch us. No one can touch the Jewish brain. But in the fixing of our body, our midos, our attributes, there they can get us. In the area of the hands, because the hands are in charge. So the Jewish people had to fight. And that's where we get to your point. Moshe lifts up his hands. You know what that means, Moshe lifts up his hands? He's saying the hands go above the head. Meaning that I'm going to channel down um, and prepare and strengthen our potential and make that the most important thing. So when they travel from Rafidim, and they filled their hands. Then on Shavuos they were able to receive the Torah. Above the seven meters. Now, why, of all the things, he talks about a lot of things, and we're going to go to another piece next. But why did I pick this? Because I really think that this is the area where all of us, as a Jewish people, are the most vulnerable when it comes to the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Is that we are all prepared for Torah, 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 and we think that Torah happens in the brain. And because of that, we end up having an intellectual Torah, and we have a great intellectual experience, and we all enjoy the classes, and we all enjoy the cheesecake, and we walk away from Shavuos the same person that we started before. And I think that the reason why that is, is because we don't properly prepare ourselves for Shavuos. Because we think of preparing for Rosh Hashanah, we think of preparing ourselves by remembering the, the bad things we've done this year, we prepare for Pesach by cleaning the house, and we prepare for Shavuos by doing nothing. And that is the reason why we don't have a proper Shavuos. 49 days. Has any, does anyone tell me? Does, uh, do you know anyone who's changed over the last 49 days? Each day that they counted the Omer, they started doing things differently, and by the time the Omer is done, they're now a completely different person, because that's what we all should have done. All of us. So it's not too late. There's still a full week. Today is Chesed Shiva Malchus. You can, do, you can fix everything this week. Sunday you can fix all your Chesed. On Monday you can fix all your Gevuras. Last chance, in fact, is one of the great uh, Hasidic commentators who says that you, even if you miss the first 48 days of the Omer, you can still fix it all on day 49 because Malchus includes everything. So Malchus Shiva Malchus includes everything. But it's really hard to fix it all in one day. Even Rome took two days. Right? So, um, that's what it says. It wasn't built in a day, so I assume it was built in two days. So, um, but you have a full week. You have a full week. We have to prepare ourselves emotionally and make ourselves vessels. If we can get the door. Um, it, make ourselves vessels to receive the Torah. Then we can properly prepare for, for Yom Tov. But let's turn to page um, 50 for...
a Torah more directly related to Shavuos. Yes. So as you were going through this, the image that came to my mind was like a farmer has to work the ground, and then on Shavuos, once we work the ground enough, the rain falls. Right. Right. That is. Hard, we're not going to absorb. Right. It. And, and what, what that is really what he's saying is that Shavuos, it's all going to come to you on your own. So it would be basically like a farmer who says, "Okay, I need to." I, I need to plant, so I need I need rain. So instead of harvesting, uh, instead of working the field, instead he pours water all over the field, and then the rain comes and adds more water to the field. But nobody plowed, so um, all he did was flood his ground. So we're working all the, all this brain stuff. That's going to come to you on Shavuos. Work on the heart, on the hands. I mean, I mean, this is a million dollar question I face every day. I know I should learn more. I know I think inappropriate thoughts. I know I should speak Lashon Hara. Every day I get happens to me. How do I make myself be better? I, oh. I have to make myself. I that's right. That's, that's 49 days of the Omer. Each day you have to contemplate the Midah of that day. You can't do it all in one day. You can't. No one can say, you know what, I'm going to be a better person. And then, that's it. They're changed. They made a decision in their life. I'm going to be a better person. I'm never, ever getting angry again. Possible. So that mean I don't believe in Hashem? Then? I know I've no, no, no. say that. What does no. that mean? That's that's proving you're the human. Yeah, that, the, that that question shouldn't even be asked. Um, why is it so hard? Because that's life. But but we can't we can't take that and say oh there's something wrong with it. That's not an option. And um, you you have to you have to take it slow. So you had 49 days to work on it. Okay, maybe we didn't work so well in 49 days. But you have a week now. So spend this Sunday contemplating all the chesed in your life and then spend Monday contemplating all the din and gavura in your life and make it, make it happen. All you need is some change. Enough so that by the time it comes to Shavuos, your hands are open. If your hands are more open, you'll receive more. If your hands are less open, you'll receive a little less. But at least you'll have your hands open to receive something. Right? The Ashram, we have that line twice a, twice a day. Paseach HaSidecha. Yeah, except there we're more focused on our Parnasa, right? So that's... Uh, right. right, but the, the, the truth is the spiritual is in Ahava, Ahavas Olam, or Ahava Rabba. There we say, like, illuminate your eyes, our eyes in your Torah. There we ask, give us, and we ask Hashem to give us the Torah every day. Okay, page 50. So we are now in 1901. There is a custom to stay up all night and study Torah. Now, I tried to look, maybe later in the book he says that the, there's a minute to stay up all night and uh, eat cheese balls, but he, he doesn't say that, so I guess, I guess he, he didn't have the full custom. But, but the minute is to stay up all night and study Torah. Why? The Isa, because we know, Haskin atzmacha lilmo Torah, you have to prepare yourself to study Torah. She'ena Yerushalach, it's not an inheritance. There is no button that you can push. There's no ATM card that you can slide. And the Torah is downloaded into your brain. So the question is, yes it is. V'kasha Everyone knows this verse. Torah tziv Moshe. 
Morasha. Yaakov. It is the inheritance of the congregation of Yaakov. So if it's an, if it's an inheritance, where's my where's my trust fund money? I want my Morasha. I want my Torah um, immediately given to me. The answer is. Ach HaTorah nikres Eitz Chaim, because the Torah is called a tree of life. So we've all got the tree. And yeah, you can hit your head against the tree all day long, and it doesn't mean that you'll be able to get fruit. You have to wait until the fruits grow. Komoshi Ilan Motsi Peris Bekal Shana Vashana, a tree has a season every year, it gives forth fruit. You can go to a tree in January and you can look for the fruit. The tree looks dead. Dead. There is nothing to take. There is nothing to do. It doesn't even have leaves to chew. It says the Torah is a tree and it has an annual cycle. Every year the Torah gives forth new fruit. This is why on Shavuos the world is judged for the fruits of the tree. Bikurim. Bikurim are brought after Shavuos. That's why it's called in the Torah because the first fruits, even if they grew earlier, you cannot bring them to the Beis HaMikdash as the new fruits of the year until Shavuos. That's a metaphor. For all the new Torah, Shenikra Eitz Chaim, which is called the Tree of Life. Now, if you haven't heard this before, let me put it into words so that you can recognize the greatness of this. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of you, human beings. Nisan is the birthday of the Jewish people. Tu is the birthday of the trees. Shavuos is the birthday of the Torah. And I think that, that um, you know, this, this is what should be taught, this is what should be shared at, at your Shavuos table. It's a birthday party. You know, everyone says on Rosh Hashanah, it's a birthday party, Tu Bishvat, it's a birthday party. So he says, even though the tree's birthday is Tu Bishvat, but it doesn't give fruit. Things don't give fruit on their birthday. It takes time for things to grow. The fruits of the tree come out Shavuos time. Because to Bishvat, the trees look dead. The sap begins to rise. There's just some uh, the slightest awakening. They stir. It's the alarm clock before you've pressed all the snooze buttons. But Shavuos <coughs> is when you're finally up and producing. Shavuos is the birthday of the Torah. That's what it says in the books. It's the renewal. The fruits of the tree coming forth, it's because it's the fruits of your tree, which is your idea, your brain. That's why it's called the day of Bikurim. The Medrash tells us, It says in the Medrash that all the prophets... And all the sages received all their prophecy and all their wisdom at Har Sinai. Meaning their souls were at Har Sinai, and that's when they received all. When you have a thought, a Torah, a Chiddush and Torah, that did not come to you today. That your soul thought of that at Har Sinai. Today, 
you are picking the fruit off that tree. So when it occurs, occurs to you, and it comes to you, it doesn't become elaborated, it doesn't come into the world, each one in its time. But Har Sinai is where you had all your thoughts, and now you're just, you can say this, remembering the Chiddush that you had. Any new novel idea that you have is not you thinking of it now, but you actually thought of it then, and now you are remembering. You're remembering the Torah. We all, in our wombs, we learn. In our mother's we learn Torah too. Yeah. yeah, but there it doesn't say that you, you learn your own personal chidushim. There it just says you learn the Torah. So he says, okay, I, you have to underline this. Every Shavuos, Zman Matan Torah Seinu is the time when we are given our Torah. Not something that happened 3,300 years ago. If you think that way, well, um, if you think that way, then you are missing all of Shavuos. Every Shavuos, Mekablim B'nai Yisrael, you receive Chelek HaTorah, the portion of the Torah, HaMizchadashas, that will be new, I'll call Yemei Hashanah for all the days of this year. You know, we talked before how you put out your hands and you say, mm-hmm. What are you saying? You're saying, Hashem, I know you've given me stuff in the past, but I'm opening my hands and I'm saying, maybe a, a lottery win today, maybe, maybe a windfall, maybe someone um, will, will look at me and say, you look like the kind of person I want to give a billion dollars to. That, that's, that's what you're saying. Oh, I'm opening my hands. Give me. So, Shavuos, this Shavuos, you have to think that way. You have to stand there by Shavuot davening, and when you say, thank you Hashem for giving us Chag Shavuot, Zman Matan Toratenu, in your head, because in prayer you don't put your hands out, um, in your head, you should be putting out your hands and saying, give me my Torah, please. And if you do that, then you will have a Kabbalah Sator. And then, then you spend the rest of the year taking that potential and turning it into actual each one in its place and in its time. But this new new Torah that you're going to receive, that you're going to bring into the world, depends on how well you prepare for it. That's why our sages say, You have to prepare yourself to study Torah. It's not an inheritance. And we said, well, one second, we thought it is an inheritance. Meaning, of course the Torah is an inheritance. The Torah that you learn in the womb, the Torah that's passed on from generation to generation. So they put me through day school. And then I went to high school, and then I went to yeshiva, and I studied all these things. And that was given to me. That was given as a gift by all of Klal Yisrael to make sure that I would get an education. But if you're all you, the Torah you have is the Torah that someone made you sit in a classroom and study, that's your Yerusha. That's not your Torah. That's someone else's Torah that you inherited. But what we're looking for is the Torah Yerushalach, the Torah that you have to create, the Torah that you have to by turning all that potential into something, right? It comes new every time. And that is Shavuos. 
For Yom Zeshorish Atorish Akal Hashana, that's this day. Now I know I said yesterday that the difference between Simchas Torah and Shavuos, but what we're saying now is a new difference. Simchas Torah is the celebration of the Torah that all of Kal Yisrael has. That's the same. Shavuos is your personal Torah study and your part in the Torah. And every Jew has a portion in the Torah that belongs to only you. And if you don't bring that Torah into the world, no one will, and it will be lost forever. This is why the only time in the year that we have the chametz brought in the Beis HaMikdash is the carbon of Shavuos, um, which was two loaves of bread that were made chametz. And the Zohar says, because what does chametz represent? The evil inclination. The Yitzbeh Bittel Yitzhahara, and on Shavuos you don't have a Yitzhahara. On Shavuos you don't have a Yitzhahara, on Shavuos um, you can beat the Yitzhahara, and therefore you can even bring a carbon in the Beis HaMikdash which is made of chametz. So the Sfas Amis goes away from his Torah, to teach a beautiful idea. Well, the Yom Kippur is the day the Yitzhahara has no power. Oh. This is the day when the Yitzhahara is actually working towards the positive. So that's why we said, with both your hearts, meaning your Yitzhahara and your Yitzhahara. And Shavuos is the day we have that power. Shavuos is the day we don't bring a karmachatus, we don't bring a sin offering. So now, there's an interesting Gemara. The Gemara says that what should you do if you find yourself desiring to do something bad. What should you do? So step number one, the, the best solution, says the Gemara, is to go to the base Madrash and learn some Torah. That is the number one solution against the Yitzhar. If that doesn't work, what are you supposed to do? Anyone remember? That's the final solution. Say Shema. Right. If, if that doesn't work, then... Remember the day of your death. If that doesn't work, you need some, you need some serious help, right? If, if, you can do a ter- if you can do a terrible transgression, even after you've thought about how short life is, then you've got a, a yeah, much bigger problem. Yes, thank you. Sometimes in show when I lose my concentration or I'm thinking of something I shouldn't be, I read the Right, So, But this is specifically, this is not davening or remembering Hashem. This is take him to the base medrash. So, the, but the Gemara uses an interesting language. The Gemara says, If this disgusting one attacks you, drag him into the base medrash. Why? Because even if he's hard as a stone, the Torah will melt him. Even if he's as powerful as iron, the Torah will smash him. So, the Svasemis wants to understand why does the Gemara add that term? Good as you said, take him to base Madrash and the, base, and the Torah will beat the Yetzirah. The Gemara adds, if he's stone, he'll melt, and if he's iron, he'll be smashed. He says, yom, this day Torah, because this day is the root of the Torah. Who beat Yetzirah, this day can beat the Yetzirah. Torah, the Torah is the spice, the remedy, the healing towards the Yetzirah. He says, you know why we use the term stone and iron? Because there's two areas of battle. There's to do what you should do and to not do what you should not do. 
and you have two separate Yetzirahs. You have a Yetzirah trying to get you to do what you should not, and to not do what you should. So he says, Evan, the stone, is where you become hard. Stone-hearted is when you become distant and cut off. Who blocks up your heart, Evan, like a stone, not to do the mitzvahs. And the Torah is like water. Because when you study Torah, it softens your heart. So let's take an example. Give me an example of, I'll let you give the example, of a positive commandment that you should do, but all of us have a block when it comes to doing it. No, that was got a block on the middle. Something that people have blocked. Whatever is a mitzvah, a positive commandment, that people just can't get themselves to do it. Um, holding a grudge, the rest of the sentence. No, no, holding a grudge is negative. Right. Okay, let's use those two examples. Loving another Jew. There is a guy who just gets to you. Gets to you. You want to tell him off. You want to write him a letter People still write letters? Um, you want to write him an email, right? And you want to just give him a piece of your mind. And, and it's burning in you. But you should love him like you love yourself. You ever write yourself nasty emails? Well, maybe you do. I don't um, So what you do is, you sit down in front of a safer and you study Torah for a bit. And you will find magically that you no longer need to do that. Same thing with tzedakah. A person is facing some challenge in tzedakah and they, they don't want to give, you sit down in front of a sefer and the Torah melts your heart. As it says, The stones were um, ground down by the water. And all of a sudden you can receive the light of the mitzvah, which is why there's a beautiful custom that many great tzaddikim have, which is that before they perform any mitzvah, even the ones they do want to do, they study Torah beforehand. Before they light Hanukkah candles, they study Torah. Before they go into the sukkah, they study Torah. Before they do any mitzvah, they study Torah because it softens your heart. But the other way, sometimes, I have a desire to do something that I should not do. Barzel, and that's the iron, who akilkul b'mitzvah slosaseh, the iron is the force, the wrecking ball, that wants to do something that I shouldn't. Mulzenikras Torah eish, the Torah is the fire that burns away that inclination. It says, ko devarakayish, my words are like fire. Ukepati shifotzei tzela. Sha'esh mevair v'sorif apsul. So you have this desire to do something wrong. Take five minutes and study a little bit of Torah and you will find that you no longer have that desire. And the sorrow of so it burns the junk, and the abagam, and it fixes the blemish. And that's why we say, even a curtain of iron, can't cut off between the Jewish people and their Father in Heaven. Even the iron curtain can't cut us off, because the Torah is like fire that burns. Because that's when we are called the children of Hashem. To our Father in Heaven. Because right now we are, well, when you're not studying Torah, you're like a servant of Hashem. But as soon as you sit down at Hashem's table and you study His Torah, you're now His child. There's no separation possible. Which means this is the gift of the Torah and this is what Shavuos is all about. We stay up all night to receive, because if I have to study for five minutes before I light Hanukkah candles, and I have to study for five minutes before I light Shabbos candles, and I have to study for five minutes before I give tzedakah, 
how much should I study before I receive the Torah? So what we do is we stay up all night just to prepare ourselves for that one moment where we do Zaman Matan Torah Seinu. And when we have Zaman Matan Torah Seinu, all of us have our hands out. And we should have our hands out and receive our personal Torah, which is what we are going to be getting. B'zat Hashem Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.